through the night. She just wanted to tip, no advice on the side of the road. What's the risk? Roll the dice. If they catch us, I don't care because we all gonna die. Welcome to Poor Talks. It's the true story of three strangers picked to work to camp together and have their lives monitored. First, we stop being polite and start getting real. I'm Eric. This is Miss Paige Lee. Izzy Tellum, Papito, Pops, the DMV's finest, Mansfield's finest, Fredericksburg's finest, Brockwell Elementary, class of 06, valedictorian. For those of you haters who don't know that, that is a true statement. Um, today, we got a special guest. Or just a guess. We'll let y'all decide when the time is done. <laughs> uh, Victoria also was a Mansfield graduate. I don't know why I said also, because I have not yet accomplished that. <laughs> I don't know if I will. Um, Do you know what's crazy? Is neither have I. Oh, my Ooh. God. T. I'm so, like six credits away. That's crazy, because I swear I thought you graduated. I also think you totally <laughs> graduated. But it's good to know that the one that got away is going to have to come back to me again. Ooh. Ooh, that was smooth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm on it today. The floor, the floor is yours now, by the way. Oh, I'm so sorry to have interrupted you. I think that I'm smarter than I actually am. Uh, hi, I'm Victoria. Uh, I'm a Twitch affiliate. I go by Victreon. I stream four days a week to a, an incredible audience that I love and adore. I also do uh, design work now on the, des on the side. Um, so I've produced hoodies and t-shirts and um, resumes, and now I also do websites and build gaming computers. God damn. What don't you do? Uh, <laughs> sleep. I don't sleep a lot. I was going to say lunch dates with Ezra. Brunch dates. <laughs> that's Dinner it. Dates no, that's Ezra. God damn. <laughs> I mean, all right, we have a lot to get into this week. Um, but first, I kind of want to dive into, I guess, the streaming aspect because... A lot of people, if you know, if you don't know, e-gaming and streaming and Twitch, um, even YouTube, and I know Facebook was trying to get into streaming for a while, really popping off. There's a lot of opportunity there, and I think a lot of people like the idea of doing so, but I don't think people really realize the amount of time and effort and work that goes into it. So if you kind of just want to give us an introduction to how you got into it and how you kind of grew your fan base to start out. Yeah, so um, I've always been really into gaming in general. Uh, my first tattoo was actually a Legend of Zelda tattoo. Um, and I married a man who also builds computers. And he was like, you've got a great personality and a decent face. I think you could do well streaming. <laughs> and I said, okay. So I started in February of this year. Uh, I started streaming two days a week. Um, and then come, I think it was mid to end March, I had met all the requirements to become an affiliate. What's up? I think it was just some feedback. Oh. Uh, anyways, come mid-March, uh, Twitch invited me to become an affiliate. That means um, I had enough followers and viewers that they would be willing to bring me on board to then get paid. Um, I make ad money and I have sub subscribers that pay money to watch me uh, play video games for some reason. Um, but yeah, I also built my first PC for myself then and um, recorded that process as well. But that's that's kind of how I got started. It was just um, someone said, yeah, you'd be all right. So, I mean, can you give us a kind of idea of what what your uh, your fan base and viewers kind of look like just to kind of get an idea of how big your platform is right now? Yeah. Um, so right now, I think the channel has about 150 uh 
followers, I think is the name. And then I have about 30 subscribers. Mm -hmm. uh, subscribers are the ones that pay a fee every month to watch me without ads. Um, my, my main viewers are friends um, and then friends of friends. And now um, I've got a decent fan base over in the UK. I've got a good chunk of people over there that I love. Um, but mostly it's casual gamers who like games with heavy storylines. Um, I don't do much of like the shooter stuff or um, MMORPGs. I do games that are really big and uh, straight storylines. Uh, but as of this week, we're at a thousand views for the mm. channel, which is uh, really a great hump to get over. And I'm really excited about it. We're actually putting together a first giveaway. So that's cool. Um, and I do have one sponsor now, which is incredibly flattering. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, uh, streaming on Twitch is super cool and it's a great opportunity. And I think if people have the chance to do it, just start one day a week. It's, it's worth it. The amount of friends I've made alone has made it worth it. So what would you say to someone, a listener, um, you know, they were thinking about maybe doing it. What advice could you give them that you've learned over time and things to be like, Hey, don't focus so much on this. Maybe just do this. Or, you know, you don't need to get some crazy PC setup just yet, you know, just start basics and kind of build until it makes sense to get a return on investment for that. Yeah. I think the best way to start, um, is do it when you have time. Don't schedule yourself. Uh, cause I feel like you'll get stuck in a rut when you say I have to stream so many days a week, do it because you like doing it first. Uh, don't turn it into a job immediately. And then I think the other thing is uh, get a good microphone. Even if it's a headset, uh, I use like a Yeti Blue. Uh, get a good microphone. Don't worry about a face cam. Don't worry about a PC. Just make sure your audio, audio quality is good. And have fun. All right. That's pretty solid uh, advice. Yeah. Question about the games sure. that you play. Um, yeah. What type of games are you playing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's crazy is I Snapchat you at least four days a week to, to tell you to come watch my streams. So you should know the answer. Um, <laughs> um, so I play storyline driven games that are like one player. So like Legend of Zelda, I've been playing The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt uh, for like two months now. I've got like 200 hours sank into that game. Uh, I have been on the Among Us train. Um trying to think what else I've done recently. I did the forest, which is horror survival. My channel really grew when I started playing survival and horror games though. Hmm. So I, I'd say the chunk of my content has been horror related. You couldn't last. What do you think that is? What's that? Why do you think that is? What, what do you think? Is it just like you screaming and freaking out? that gets? Oh, reactions? for sure. I'm a, I'm a very like outgoing person. Uh, my reactions are big, and I think people find joy in watching me genuinely be scared. Can someone suggest games for you to play, or does that? Oh, have, absolutely. Do have to, like, pay for that to see you. No, play no, I have, I have a spreadsheet that's available on my subscriber Discord where people can drop in uh, any suggestion they have, mm. and you know, if it gets on the list, I usually will end up playing it. Why? What do you have in mind? I don't really have anything in mind. I'm not really in the games. Well, maybe you should change that. Mm. Invite me to come watch you in person. I'll consider it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get into Among Us because like everyone is into Among Us? Or is that something like you just stumbled across and like it? And do you like it? Uh, I love it. And I actually started playing it because I wanted to interact with my viewers and subscribers more. 
And you have to have like 10 people for a really good game. And so it was a really cool way for me to get into my Discord chat and say like, hey, who wants to come hang out with me? Uh, but I, I would assume that that really was brought to me because it's so popular. But it is such a good game, man. Have you played? Of course I've played. We fucking run that shit. Tell her about it, Eric. I mean, I'm not going to say that we have one of the best like groups to play it by far. And I'm not going to say that some people are better than others and that I might be the best. But history and what people have said kind of lean towards that. I feel like I've got way more like victories as the imposter than you. Mm, I can almost facts, definitively you know, say that. I mean, if we look at the history books and the stats that are kept, you know, some would say that I far exceed okay. what you put out there for I've wins. Heard um, for one <laughs> the crew doesn't have to be good for the game to be good. You just have to have be like having a good time doing it. I think the issue that we run into is people just automatically want to start voting within like five seconds of words being said, and that's it never gets I you. hate that, and I hate fucking the emergency button. They need to take the emergency button out the game. Absolutely not. What if you see someone doing some shady shit on cams? Then wait till someone dies. Wait. wait till someone no. dies. What if you're on the third map there, which has... Um, where you can look to see if someone's dead or alive, and you see a bunch of people are dead that haven't been reported yet. You're supposed to just go walk around by yourself looking for dead bodies? Yes. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. Ez is a big cast guy, and he's like, hey, listen, I saw that body there. <laughs> However, I was just trying to get this last cast <laughs> done before I reported it. That's sus as fuck. But it's... It's kind of true, though, because, like, dude, let's say you got, like, one task left, and you're like, bro, I see that there, but, like... If I can just connect these wires real quick and then I'm done. Like, I stay doing my test. I do not give a fuck about reporting bodies. Uh, I'm on the opposite end of the player spectrum where I will walk around and just stare at people to see if they're real or not. I'll wait to Dude. do my tasks until ever almost everyone's dead. Oh, see, couldn't be me. I'd have to vote you out. Mm -hmm. You will never have to because I'm always the first killed. If I'm alive after the first round, it's me. I'm the, I'm the imposter. Mm -hmm. Wow, giving herself away. Couldn't do oh. it. <laughs> 100%. And then have you guys tried the uh, Michael Myers version of the game? What is it, like hide and seek? Kind of. So you have uh, your imposter vision is all the way down so that they can't see shit. The crewmate's vision is all the way up. You ruin communications so you can't see where your tasks are or what your tasks are. Um, and the imposter just has to try to kill everybody before they can get their tasks done. Uh, but you know, you that. you know who the imposter is from the get go, hmm. uh, and it's so much fun because you have to walk to every single room to see if your task is in there, and then try to stay away from the imposter and not get killed. It's a really cool way to like do the game a different way if you're getting like burnt out on the game. Yeah, we might have to run that because that does sound pretty fun. We might have to. Um, I would be happy to host a game with you guys. Oh, a little, little collab. I'm not mad at it. It would be my absolute pleasure to go in and then teach you how to play so then you can spread the good word of the game. We might look into that. Yeah, we I might take you up on that. Yeah, we might, have to, we might have to set that up and run that. I'm not mad at that idea at all. Are you guys on Discord? Not a chance. Not at all. Oh, my God. Come on, guys. Discord's What's where it's at. But, like, What's the point of being on Discord if I'm not going to interact with people on Discord? 
Ooh, that's fair. Point. Well, I like, do you guys do like audio chat during your voting we, sessions? We FaceTime all the time, which is a little sketchy because then someone might make a noise and it's like, bro, I just killed you. You can't fucking be like, it Ugh. makes it more fun though. The FaceTime votes were iconic. <laughs> I'm not mad at the idea of FaceTiming through a whole game, um, but I'm so dramatic that if I get killed, I will scream, and then it's over. Mm. And then everyone knows I'm dead, so there's no surprise. I mean, I probably walked past yeah. you a couple times anyway and didn't report it, so I already knew. <laughs> <laughs> but Discord is cool because like, I have a, a Discord with like 100 people on it, um, and I can just drop in like who wants to play tonight. And I can get a full game pretty easy. And it's all with people that I know are experienced and not going to say dumb shit. That's the issue we run into. Some of Kev's friends are just not Fucking, not fucking great get Draco it. Drew out of there. <laughs> Bro, people, they, they throw games. Like, they're just trying to throw on a regular basis. Absolutely not. I want people who take this game seriously. I want to get our task done. I want to figure out who the imposter is. Or if you're my teammate, I want to kill everybody as soon as possible. So I like people with like big brains and good strategies. Yeah, we 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 do not have the uh, the smartest people sometimes, to say the least. But we've got the rowdiest, and it almost makes sense. <laughs> All well, right, we got to get a shots version. Oh, and now I'm yeah, thinking. Now the big brains coming out. <laughs> If you get called as imposter, you have to take a shot. If you get all the way through, losers have to take a shot. Now that could get dangerous real quick, though. Might have to do it. I'm interested. I'll throw it in the chat one of these days. Yep. See, you do that on your stream. Now the stream's taking off a new level. You're welcome. That, that's a free one. Everybody gets one. <laughs> Everyone free gets one, one free one. You're, courtesy of the porch. Club. You're welcome. Yep. The thing about streaming with alcohol is there's like a, a fine line where you can get demonetized. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can get demonetized. If you get too sloppy or you look reckless or you're encouraging, like, poor decisions, you'll get demonetized. Oh, I'm encouraging the worst of decisions, so do not let me on. Who, who judges that, though? Uh, I'm mods. Mods and bots. Huh. Kind of weird. Um, and then viewers can also report you. Yeah, but what if you just have, like, people who are trying to take you down? Uh, sucks to suck. I don't know. I mean, everything gets reviewed and everything can be um, like double checked. So, you know, you're not being like unjustly demonetized. Um, now, I'm not sure how familiar you are with like the monetization stuff, but I mean, I'm sure you're semi familiar with the issues that YouTubers and content creators on there constantly have with demonetization. Mm -hmm. Do you find those same issues within the Twitch community? Uh, at the level I'm at, it hasn't been as big of a problem. Um, I have been demonetized a couple of times, justly, I might add, because yeah. it, it was a uh, nudity from a game that I just let happen because I love my viewers and they deserve to see all the titties. Um, yeah. But no, it can be bad. The big thing that people will find is audio. So like music that um, is trademarked, that'll get taken down. You'll get the audio taken off your, your streams as well. Um, nudity... I haven't seen a ton of reckless stuff. I've seen people who like smoke weed on stream be demonetized because uh, people who pay for ads don't want that on there. Um, but it's it's messy for sure. Um. All right. First of all, it's what do you what do we call this day? Takers today? Day. I hope. Takers I hope day? Nobody on this podcast 
celebrated Taker's Day. I hope nobody today took off from work for Taker's Day. If your job gave you off, I hope you went in. Because I do not know how. How in the hell this is considered a holiday. The man um, it's stole, Indigenous People's Day. This, yeah, I was going to say, The man like stole, raped, and fucking murdered. And we celebrate him? That's crazy. What did you say it is now? Indigenous is People Day. Oh yeah, no, it's it's like nationally recognized. They, There's also um native Native People's Day. When did they change this? Um, it was like pretty recent. Yeah, it was in like the last couple of years. I'm not taking that bullshit. I don't want I don't <laughs> want the hand me down day that you already gave to a raper, mur <laughs> raper, murder, and thief that you just can't continue to give to him anymore. Now you give me his leftover hand me down. No, give me a new day. You don't like the rebrand? That's the laziest thing <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, I'd be pissed. No, I think it was, I think it was the biggest fuck you they could have done to Columbus. They're like, Ooh. you know, because it was like this day was about him and all the things that he supposedly did. And they're like, you know what? Actually, we're gonna give this day to the people who actually founded this country, bitch. Mm. I feel that. I feel I that. Thank you. I feel that. I want a whole new day. <laughs> That's bullshit. I think by switching it to, you know, Native People's Day or Indigenous People's Day, they basically said, you didn't find shit and you don't deserve credit. Yeah, but does... And they just yoinked it away. Does, like, the normal person know that this is not, in fact, Christopher Columbus Day and Indigenous Day? Because I had a lot of people ask if I was off for Columbus Day, and one of them asked if I was off for Indigenous Day. All right, who asked you if it was Columbus, or if you had off for Columbus Day? How old were they? Uh, the niggas who work with me? Uh, my mom asked me. She like in her seventies, sweet, sweet man. Uh, my boss asked if I wanted off just to tell me that I couldn't get off even if I wanted. She was kind of fucking with me. She like thirty eight. Um, those are the two questions I had. And then oh, one of my homies from Missouri, she hit me. She twenty two, and she was like, "Why are you at work right now? It's Columbus Day." And I was like, "They don't give a fuck about me." Not um, one of them so said Indigenous Day. So I'm raising uh, a child. Uh, he is currently eight. Um, and school today was Indigenous People's Day. They didn't mention shit about Christopher Columbus. Do they mention him at all anymore? I hope not. I haven't seen anything. Okay. Um, but we're homeschooling, so I, I saw the full curriculum for the day. And that man's name didn't come up once. Which is good. It's so a step it, in the right direction. It, it seems like it's a, a, like a slow rebrand. Like, they, they try to push it out, and now they're like, you know, it's going to take a couple... Ages and years and maybe a generation or two, and then it'll finally kind of erase once, you know, those last couple of Columbus Day people die. What I get? Yeah. All I'm saying is they should have gave them their own day. Like, make it like the fourth weekend in October or some shit. Don't make it a day that used to be someone else's holiday. I'm pretty sure there's a whole month about it, too. Is there a month now? Bro, everybody gets Jesus a month now. You know what? God damn, I thought we were special. I thought we was the only ones with a month. Oh us. yeah, it is right. November of 2019. It was started. Um, Na uh, National Native American Heritage Month. Mm, it's in Thanksgiving. Makes sense. That does make sense to pair with Thanksgiving. Did you see that uh, Bill Burr skit yet? On that, or monologue yet? On SNL? I have not. When he was talking about. Um, you know, Black History Month's in February, and there's, like, 28 days, and he was comparing it to, like, Gay Pride Month, which they have, like, all of June. He was like, 
Bro, you couldn't get black people like any better of a bro. month. Like, you know, July cookout season. Bro, like, I'm telling you. Know, just really thriving. They want to give us all of June. Because it would have been Juneteenth every single day. And it's a shame that we couldn't get Ooh. all of June or something. But I made this complaint once in, like, middle school. I kid you not. You know Virginia's Virginia. Made this complaint in middle mm-hmm. school. And the teacher, not another kid, the teacher was like, you should be happy you guys have a month. I told my mom that and she was oh. like, this nigga said, what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a... Mm. That is a very Virginia answer. That is. Did Van do anything about nah, that? Nah, she was she already just on like, oh, out of shape from getting fucking Jamestown taken off the curriculum and battling the PTA in fifth grade. She felt she had done her deed for the black community. <laughs> Okay, all right. So I just Googled it. Uh, February was chosen. Uh, the NAACP was founded on February 12th, um, and they celebrated the first Black History Week in the 60s in February. So that's why February was chosen. I want to move to June. Can we I want to move to June. Give us Juneteenth and everything yeah. around it. I agree, I agree, I agree, yeah. Bro, you imagine, like, the summers would be on oh, a different yeah. level. You know how wild our Juneteenths already are? It'd be nuts. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But the thing about it being in February is within the school system, that's a big month for education. So if you move it to June and this like school year, if you're even still in school, like you're not really gonna be caring. People aren't doing shit the last month. I'm not gonna lie to you. Everything I Why don't you about- do it in like August? We don't want August. Start the school start mm. the school year right. You have you still have that summer weather for cookouts. Give us, you get to start the nah. school year with good education. Give us June where I have nothing to worry about except for weekends after weekends after weekends with an excuse to turn up and celebrate. And I'm not going to lie to you. All the black history I learned was at home anyway. So, man, let them, let them teach it at the cookout. Maybe you guys can double, double dip. dip. Give us, you give us two, two months. months. You know what? You're on Yeah. Show, why not? Who cares? Everybody gets months nowadays. Everybody does get months nowadays. That like, think about how many holidays that you hear about. Oh, it's National This Day. Oh, it's this week, this month. Like, who doesn't have a holiday? If you don't have a holiday, you're not. I'm gonna say something kind of fucked up at first. It's gonna sound kind of fucked up out of context. You said what? I said I expect nothing less. But it's not really (laughs) fucked up. There's no mal. There's no malice in this at all. Um, I feel like I be looking at my calendar a lot, and I be seeing a lot of Muslim holidays low-key. So I need to know like what all they are celebrating, because I feel like they got a holiday every month. It's a rich culture. They've got a lot to celebrate. All right, so it's not just me who knows that, who see that they got a lot of holidays. <laughs> I, I think I think most religions, technically speaking, have a ton of holidays. I mean, uh, if you look at the Jewish calendar, there's a ton as well. Yeah, I thought you were going to go Jewish with it because I was like, I've been seeing a lot of Jewish holidays I put on my calendar. There are, yeah. And I mean, there are a lot of holidays for almost every religion, but most of them aren't printed. I was going to say, I'm, I'm my calendar don't got Jewish holidays on it, but I'd probably be buying the special calendars without the Jewish holidays. Kick <laughs> <laughs> <Like> that. <laughs> Bro, you... <laughs> You imagine you go in the store like he got the calendars without the Jewish hey, yo, holidays and all that bullshit. Leave call, the Jewish people alone. Would, Leave them alone. I hope they would call someone to arrest me. 
Absolutely. Probably wouldn't, Absolutely. <laughs> I get the one cashier who's like, yeah, I got it out back in my truck. Oh, I could probably find that probably. Hands down. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, if you're oh. if you're in a Mansfield area, it could happen. Anti-Semitism is wild and rampant Yo, have, in uh, rural Pennsylvania, which I will never understand. They had a Trump. They had a Trump like rally here the other day, which was weird. Also, I tell them all the time, you lived in Mansfield, so you I, you'll have you have an input on this. Yo. It blows my mind the amount of Confederate flags I see up here. Because I pass, I'm like, do y'all know anything about the Confederacy? Because y'all wasn't part of it, believe it or not. <laughs> okay, so I grew up, like, formative years outside of Atlanta, Georgia. I went to then Ooh. high school in Pennsylvania and college in Pennsylvania where Ezra and I met. And he is absolutely correct. There are Confederate flags everywhere. And you can't even tell them, you guys, they killed your ancestors. <laughs> So that they could keep slaves. What are you doing? I had a guy who told me the South were right. He was like, he was quoting it or whatever. And he was like, yes, yeah, South. Because fucking, he asked if I was looking at his flag. This was last year. He asked if I was looking at his flag. And I was like, not really. And he was like, you know, South will rise again. And I was like, bro, like, you live in Pennsylvania. What do you know about the South at all? Well, it's because they associate the South with whiteness. And the good old days. So when they say the South will rise again, they're just saying whites are going to rise again. Fuck that. Imagine how it is in the South, y'all. Like, there's Trump tents everywhere down here. So. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry that you have to have that on your eyes. Yeah, it is what it is. How did you end up in Mansfield? All the way from Atlanta. Uh, you know I'm oh, you wasn't asking me. <laughs> I already know how you got there. Um, a very messy divorce. Mm. My dad was from Pennsylvania. My mom was from Georgia. Uh, they divorced when I was going into, and I was I was in seventh grade. And uh, my dad's like, fine, I'm going back up north. And I was like, I'm going with him. There you go. Damn. Also, uh, don't, don't ask from Atlanta. Ask from... Georgia or outside of Atlanta because there's only one person on this cast from Atlanta. Is it a thing that kids can just like decide what parent they go to? Because isn't there custody matters? Oh, absolutely. My parents uh, fought for my little sister who was four years younger than me. They fought about her, but they decided that for the two older kids, me and my brother, uh, the decision was up to us. I, I'm not mad at that. No, fans. no, it worked well. Me and, me and my brother both moved to Pennsylvania and then my sister ended up staying in Georgia. So wait, mm -hmm. someone here is from Georgia? Are you serious? <laughs> I don't ever want to disrespect it like I mean, that. I mean, I don't like to no. brag about <laughs> it. I'm never um, disrespect it like that again. Bro, what do you know about Stone Mountain? What do you know about Stone Mountain? How do I feel about what? Stone Mountain. Stone Mountain. It's trash. Wow. Couldn't be me. You want to go look at all? All right. You're, uh, you're sick. You're a sick. <laughs> <laughs> here's what I don't get so I understand why Stone Mountain is like the cultural phenomenon is it's one of like the seven natural wonders of the world which is great um, but why the fuck would you put confederate soldiers on there they're like ah yes children look upon these men who lost the same reason that they take like kids to visit confederate soldiers and generals plantations for field trips or they go to Jamestown to look at slave trade centers or they named all of those fucking 
military bases after Confederate losing soldiers because they're proud. They're, they're just so proud of those boys. They're losers. I don't get it. Why are you cheering for these losers? They lost. They lost and they fought for for slavery. Like, I don't get it. I, it it's lost on me. Yeah, it's a little weird. Damn. It's crazy that the reference I made for Stone Mountain was strictly because in my quick brain, I thought, hmm, what is something specifically near Georgia, Atlanta? And then I was like, oh, Childish Gambino talked about Stone Mountain. I'll just throw that out there and see what <laughs> happens. You could have said so many different things. You should have said Savannah. Sweetest little town out. Sweetest mm -hmm. town in America, I swear. You could have mentioned Coca-Cola World. Yeah, we didn't need that. True. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about that. Um, Isn't the trap the museum? The trap museum is in Atlanta. I haven't Damn, look been. at me. Two for it's two. Like new work, but I heard it's real solidly okay. I feel like it's, I, from what I know, it's like, oh, it's good for, you know, an Instagram photo and maybe a little history lesson, but nothing Before crazy. Before we dive into the next topic, this is so, so very random, but I've never been to an aquarium, so I'm trying to get that off the bucket list here, so. Oh my gosh, the one uh, in Atlanta is like the largest in the world. It's incredible. Never been. Never been to a zoo either, but I don't really care about a zoo. Uh, you never just been to a zoo? bothered, sweaty. I'm not really interested. Even in school, you guys ever went no. to like that? No. We were busy visiting slave plantations. We had to choose one or the other. Mm, Virginia. They're like, animals we or slavery? To... Yeah, these kids are going to dig this slavery bullshit. That's wild, bro. I went to the uh, the one in Baltimore oh, in the harbor the a bunch of times. Yeah, the, well, kind of stuff, the aquarium. <laughs> I, went to, yeah. I went to the Smithsonian Zoo on my DC trip with camp. Ooh, was I supposed I to be on that, that trip? Though. I was on a trip and they robbed me from it. Do you remember that shit? Eric? Wasn't oh, that Boston? See, I was going to go to Boston again, and they banned me. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the first year, wasn't it? No, nah, I went to Boston like first, year. My first year. Nah, that was the last year. Well, Ezra, if you ever make your way to Connecticut, I live seven minutes away from the Mystic Aquarium, and I am a pass holder. Is that an invite to come up to Connecticut? Mm. It is, but you're not staying in my house. <laughs> oh, you're trying, to get, you're trying to get the hotel room. Your name. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I'm saying either. Oh, my gosh. She's trying to keep it on the low. No, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, bother. <laughs> How did you get up to Connecticut? You've moved all over. Yeah, so um, I'll first go through everywhere that I've lived. I lived in Georgia, and then I lived in Pennsylvania. From Pennsylvania, I moved to upstate New York uh, in Saratoga Springs, lived there for a while. From Saratoga Springs, I moved to Virginia. I lived in uh, Hampton, Virginia, and worked in Norfolk, Virginia. And then uh, this last June, I moved to Connecticut. Um. My spouse is a active duty member of the U.S. Navy. Mm, that's why. So uh, I'm kind of, I go everywhere. I had on my Tinder bio for a while that I was in the Navy SEALs when I first got to Mansfield. And I got so many questions about that. I'm not going to lie. People really bought it for a little <laughs> bit. It was kind of weird. Had a little rock, though. <laughs> That's like that's a classic bit from that was like the first episode or like yeah. the preview, the SEAL Team Four or whatever, SEAL Team Six. Yeah. Uh Connecticut, New Haven Pizza. Have you had it? What are your thoughts if you have had it? Uh I have not had like pizza from New Haven specifically. Um, but I feel very passionately about the Northeastern pizza style, specifically New York style pizza. Uh 
very passionate about it. There is nothing better, and you can't change my mind. Uh, I don't know. I've heard that New Haven is the pizza capital. Yeah, absolutely not. Are we saying that there's no? What'd you say? I said absolutely not. New York pizza is the best pizza. Are we saying that? Said so. Would you say who said Portnoy so? Barstool president? Yeah, he did. He named it the pizza capital of the world. I have to respect the man's opinion. He's eaten so many pizzas. I don't even like, like pizza though. So like, uh, y'all can have it, I guess. Do you, like y'all go places and you're like, damn, I wonder what their pizza tastes like. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. I mean, if it's if it's like a known place, like I mean, you again, Dave Portnoy, big time Barstool guy, has the one by Pizza Reviews, millions of dollars worth of probably intellectual property there. Reuse all the pizzas. So if he's like, oh, this is good shit, I'm there. I'm getting a piece of pizza. I don't know if I could do that. It's kind of like the Philly cheesesteak thing. If you're like, unless you know people, that you're going <laughs> to end up at like Pat Sergino's eating terrible cheesesteaks just because people like write good reviews about it. And that's like not Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, but he's like, so he, you know, lived in, lived in Boston, lived in New York, and then he started eating like, Literally a slice of pizza from every place within New York started going all over the country. So I feel like you have to respect that man's opinion because he's like dedicated to the game. It's not just like a tourist who's like, oh, I, you know, I really had Sabaros in fucking New York, like Michael Scott, favorite pizza place. I like, almost that kind of shit. can't trust his opinion. And here's why. You make a very valid point. But the reason I can't trust his opinion, I can't trust any grown man who made it part of his mission to taste all sorts of pizza. That just don't do it for me. If there was something like steak or like fucking some <laughs> extravagant seafood or pasta, maybe. But he chose like maybe what you would ask a fourth grader what they wanted for lunch. So pizza just ain't enough for me. And for that, I can never trust anything he says. But pizza is such a good baseline because it's just cheese pizza. He only and gets it's cheese only pizza. Cheese? But steaks. His taste buds yep, are but elementary. No, nope, can't trust them. It's purist. It's pierced, but if you go steak, right? If you go steak, there's so many different cuts uh, and styles of steaks, or like that. It's there's there's too much variation. Pizza, whatever, however you do your cheese pizza is a little bit different. And if you were going to try and like every type of ribeye someone had, or blah blah, like that's a little bit different. Maybe it's know? just me because I've never had a cheese pizza. I was like, damn, this shit is good. I was like, damn, why the fuck I eat this? But if your cheese pizza is good, I have to imagine everything else you make is phenomenal also. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with your, your statement that it's an, a good baseline for a restaurant. Uh, I agree with Ezra in, in a very small aspect of his long spiel. Um, <laughs> in that, you know, this man does eat a lot of pizza, but I feel like he just misses a lot of holes in the wall. Because, like, hole-in-the-wall food is the best food. And I feel like he's not really getting out there. Like, I know he's eaten a lot of pizza and, like, good for him. But the reason I think New York City pizza is so exceptional is because you can go anywhere and get a really good slice for a dollar. I don't know. There's there's a lot of reviews. I think he's going pretty much anywhere and everywhere. I can't even lie. If, I don't even want your pizza if it's a dollar. Pizza to me is, like, the same value as a corn dog. 50 cents, or I'm not buying it. I'll pay more for a glizzy than a slice of pizza. You can give me a hot dog, and I'll pay you more for a hot dog than a slice of pizza. Hands down. It's very interesting. I just don't understand. Pizza is just not good, really. That's Whoa, such a bad a take, and you should feel bad pizza about is it. It's just so good. Uh, I guess <laughs> I'm just, 
I don't know. A bougie or something. I, mean, I don't get it. If y'all from the DMV and y'all grew up on glizzies, you know. Bro, I literally resided no, hell, hell, no. in the DMV for so long. Maryland, Virginia is the DMV, and I resided. Before there. we hop into our next topic, since we're talking about where you lived and whatnot, um, <laughs> what was your favorite parts of the seven five seven, which is like Virginia Beach area? The part. Um, I hated everything. What you mean? You hated everything. I hate. <laughs> I hated living in Virginia with such a fiery passion. That's the most. And I wept. I've ever heard your bed. I wept tears of joy when we got orders to leave. Uh, you know what we have to say to you? Don't ever come back. <laughs> um, I okay. There were some good things in Virginia. I had a great time. There was good food, like damn good oh, yeah. food. The beaches were nice. Uh, my problem was no beaches. Suck. I only lived there for like eleven months. I had zero friends, and I made the mistake of living in Hampton, Virginia, but working in Norfolk. So I used to take the bridge tunnel to work every single day. I can't lie, so Hampton can and Norfolk sucks, so that's on Correct. You. Yeah. No, I mean, like, uh, I did have a ball in time at Bush Gardens, and I went to Bush Gardens all the time, and I loved it. That's a very, mm. like, you thing. I could imagine you liking Bush Gardens for some reason. Did you ever make it up to KD? No. Kings of Maine is probably way better, but I could see you liking Bush Gardens. Food. What's the best food in Virginia? I'm assuming you're going to say the seafood. It's probably the seafood. It's not the seafood. Um, there Ooh. was this actually, this is incredible. There's this place in Hampton that makes the best pho I've had like ever. Um, and there was, um, um, it was like pho 79. They had a bunch of different ones with different numbers, but it was called pho 79 and they made the best pho. Oh, it was so good. Um, there was also this uh, like real dirty looking restaurant that did soul food that I was really into. That was like two minutes away from my house. The floors were always greasy, but that's how I knew the yeah, food. They was were good. cooking in that bitch. Yeah, that that's a classic sign. If it looks kind of disgusting and you're questioning if you should eat there, oh yeah, no, like don't there. use the bathroom, but the food popping. Did you frequent Captain George's? No. Jesus Christ! How you go to Bush Gardens? It was in Williamsburg, pretty much, but you didn't go to Captain George's. Because if I went to Bush Gardens, you know how expensive it is to go to Bush Gardens? I didn't leave that park. Jesus. I went in and you I was there for the day and I was riding everything multiple times. You wasn't really trying to experience Virginia. And for that, you're banned. Okay, I had I had <laughs> one friend in Virginia. One. That's not true. I live in Northern Virginia. You could have made that two and a half hour drive. Oh my God. I'm sorry, me. you could have made that two and a half hour drive. That's different because if I'm driving two and a half hours, I gotta stay a week. <laughs> okay, but you know, I was working doing pediatric dental surgery stuff. Ooh. And you want me to drive two and a half hours for your friendship? Listen, Absolutely listen, not. We can argue about this later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before the next topic, what do you pediatric dental surgery? Oh no, no, like do? I'm not like a surgeon by any means. Oh my god. <laughs> No, I oh, I, I say that was a real little name drop of a No, occupation. I did the surgery schedules. So I so oh. like uh, patients would come through. We were the only center in the state of Virginia that offered uh, general anesthesia for pediatric patients. Um, and after they finished their evaluation with a doctor, I would go over the treatment plan, uh, explain all the procedures, answer questions, put together surgery schedules, and then I also did all the follow up of like calling them the day before to say like, here's the time you have to stop eating. Are they sick? 
that kind of stuff, and then doing the check-in process and and that. That is yeah, that is very <laughs> what I thought. Oh my god, no! I did a I did prophylaxis on kids a handful of times, uh, but that's it. I was not a fan of being in children's mouths. <laughs> oh no. Oh, yeah, no. that that makes sense. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> I don't think most people like. That. <laughs> let me let me give you guys a little little different topic here. Um, so I was on Twitter the other day, and I don't even know how I came across this, but it was talking about sex work, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. And I thought this was a very good kind of bridge into it. So someone was like, "I hate how people talk about sex work as selling your body." When all work under capitalism, exactly that. Corporations meant, meant, uh, rent your mind for ideas, your body to labor, your time to make them profit. Under capitalism, you should sell your body for the right to live. And I was like, hmm, that's very different. Because when we think about sex work, we're usually just saying like, oh, it's cool to do like prostitution. Like if you want to do that, that's up to you. But I mean, that does make a good point of like, these big corporations are using some aspect of you in another. So what do you guys think about that? And does that change any opinions if you were against uh, sex work being like legalized or pro? Prostitution can't get behind prostitution. That's always been where I draw the line. Um, Sex work in the comparison to like, in the grand scheme, America is using you anyways. I, I can understand where he's coming from with that tweet. I follow it. Um, I'll still support sex work, like if it's safe. If it's not, that's why I can't support prostitution, because I feel like prostitution gets a little more on the dangerous side. If it's safe sex work, you're safe, you're making money. I don't give a fuck, make your money, because you're not gonna like the way I make money ten years from now when I'm fucking giving out loans at thirty eight percent and taking it from the poor. So like, I don't give a fuck, make your money however you want. Okay, so I'm very pro-sex work. Uh, prostitution is sex work, and I think you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want with your body. Uh, it exists in our country as if, if we as is. If we legislate it, we can certainly make it safer. Lots and lots and lots of other countries are doing it, um, and with with good success. Um, I think that's a great metaphor, though. Um, I've had jobs that have taken what feels like everything. You should be selling your body, selling your time how you want to. Um, and if that's sucking dick, good for you. If it's doing design work, good for you. As long as you are safe and consensual, do it. Retweet. Page. <laughs> so does, Thank you. Does that mean that I'm not going to get judged if I go into sex work now? Will my next Absolutely not. No, will my next significant other be able to exceed? It's almost expected for her to accept that, correct? That's not what I'm saying either. Wait I mean, second, I no. listen here, listen. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion, right? Uh, I'm not saying that you should discriminate someone based on what they do for work. Uh, but at the same time, they're allowed to have opinions on it. And if they think you shouldn't be doing sex work, but you want to do sex work, that's not someone you should be with. That goes for any job, any job that your partner doesn't like. If your partner isn't supporting you and your passions, goodbye. So if I'm making sex work because I'm not passionate about it, but I'm good at doing it, and my shawty's like, no, I don't want you to do that because I don't think we should be together. Should I stop? Is she paying, is she paying your bills? Huh? 
Is she, in this scenario, is she paying your bills? She's not paying my bills, but she's the love of my life. That's a tough call, buddy. But if she's not paying your bills, she shouldn't be telling you how you should pay your bills. Or we've talked about this before. If you're putting ultimatums out there, that's never a great. I agree wholeheartedly. No, there's a couple ultimatums you can put on the table. If you cheat on me, I'm leaving. That's a fair I mean, ultimatum. That's not an ultimatum. What you mean? Don't cheat or I'm gonna leave. Your choice is stay faithful or lose me. Ultimatum is we have to get no, married within talking. three years or I'm leaving you. That's just a consensual agreement for a monogamous relationship. That's that's completely different than an ultimatum. Not cheating if unless you've talked about the boundaries of your relationship first. Not cheating is just like baseline respect for your partner. That's agreed. Ultimatum. Oh, this is the new page in a relationship coming out. Cause I don't. No, I've always said that. Yo, I'll hey, give you. If this. you ain't say, hey, I don't think you should be cheating on me. Is that covered, Eric? Hold on. So this is the definition of an ultimatum: a final demand or statement of terms, uh, the rejection of which will result in retaliation or a breakdown in relations. So I feel like if we're talking about cheating, I think if you're entering in a monogamous relationship, that's an expected, um, like an attribute to that relationship that you guys will be faithful and to. And the grid page brought that up before the relationship part was even a thing. So, Paige, congratulations on your new relationship. Oh, thank you. Y'all are assuming a lot of all significant others. I'm gonna let mine know. Hey, don't cheat on me. That's what I said from the jump. Oh, so you should let them know not to cheat on you. But that, but that's not an ultimatum. You're just saying don't cheat. Yeah, it's not an ultimatum. That's the ultimatum aspect. But you didn't say the threat. No, I you was just like, said don't, don't cheat. I'm leaving. Was that is that not an ultimatum? I think that's like an agree. Like I don't think that's really an ultimatum because that's not a final decision. Like you're just kind of stating, hey, this is the level right of respect or level I've been of people. I left her because she gave me an ultimatum. <laughs> Damn. No, I was I was just like, <sighs> are you talking to anyone else? I'm not talking to anyone else. So we agree we're not talking to anyone else. All right, cool. That is such an awkward conversation, by the way. Oh yeah. No, it's not. If you're an adult, it should be pretty easy. No, I mean, this I'm not gonna say if you're an adult, it should be easy. It's awkward when someone's because you know there's steps where sometimes you're talking, but you're not yet at the point where you're only talking to them. So it's awkward when you got to be like, yeah, we we not talking to the level you think we talking yet. No, if you just tell them and you're honest <laughs> about it, they can either stay or leave depending on the boundaries they have. Yeah, that's what makes it awkward because she might leave, huh? but I'm not ready for her to leave, but I'm not ready for me to be done. That's the awkward part. <laughs> and that's why you This seems like a very specific problem you're having, Ezra. And this is definitely something you've encountered before, and that's why you're so uh, passionate me. about it, right? It's not just me who struggles with this. I'm speaking for a few. I'm speaking for me and at least one I other mean... person, for sure. <laughs> Thank you. I think that has to be awkward though. Like, I don't know what what girl if you were like they're like, oh, we're exclusive. I was like, uh well, I mean, not really. Like, I don't, I don't see that going great. I mean, in yeah, I'm not saying like the outcome would be great, but if you're just like honest about it, they can either be like, "Oh, well, fuck you," and leave, or be like, "Oh, so who else are you talking to? Am I okay with it? Am I not okay with it?" That's up to them. But if you're not on the same page as them, there's no point in like lying about it. Is who else are you yeah. talking to a fair question? Like, how many? I feel like if they ask 
are you talking to one or two other people? Like if they're asking for like quantity, I think that's a fair question. But if they're asking for like specifically who else you're talking to, I feel like that might be like right across that line. I agree with that because then that's that's like maybe the other people you're talking to doesn't like want anyone to know. So that's just like a privacy thing. But the quantity thing's fair. Yeah. Okay. We're on the same page with that. Dude. What if they ask you how many and you're like, I don't know. It just depends on how many like swipes and matches I get tonight Ooh. and tomorrow. Like some people the can be in. When you say that. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't talk to some people can truly handle that. I don't talk to some sorties who really think they like just the baddest bitch in the world. Power to them. Some of them really are like the baddest bitches in the world. And they do not mind at all. Like, oh, well, you're gonna get bored with them and only be talking to me in a week or two. I'm like, damn, you right. They not right, but it sounded good. Well, they're probably talking to other guys too if they're a bad bitch. Hey, I'm not gonna lie to you. I if they talking to somebody else who can take some attention from me, then go go for it. Go crazy. Exactly. Heard. Okay, as you brought this up, what does my brother's Yo. keepers mean? Or yeah, to, I guess I to us. Watching, I, I keep shouting out all the smoke the podcast. They're doing big things. They're about to be like the black version of Barstool. Like mm. that's their like vision right now. Uh Charlemagne just signed him to a, a contract underneath him. So now he's like elevating them to another platform because they're leaving they're leaving Showtime at the end of the year, I want to say. But they had Charlemagne on it as a guest. He was going over so much shit. And it was just, all of it was such good shit. And he was talking about, like, being his brother's keeper or, like, how he's looking out for Matt and Steven because, like, that's how he feel like being his brother's keeper is, is making sure, like, since he can provide them opportunity and those are his guys that he's created a bond with, he can provide them that. But when they call him with, like, bullshit, he can be like, no, this is bullshit or I can't help you with this or this is a bad investment. To me, when I heard, like, I feel like growing up until like recently, here are my brother's keeper, or like I guess we could be like my sister's keeper as well. Hearing that to me was just like I knew it meant to like take care of your boys, but I never thought of it more than that. It was just like always make sure your boys is good. But like the older I got, not only is it like make sure your boys are good, check in on your boys, call your boys, but it's also holding them accountable. And I think that's the part that some people struggle with. And for me, I think I struggled with that until like recently, like the last year or so. Cause when these are your guys, it's cool to like fuck around with them. It's cool to have a good time. But I think the harder conversations are when you like know they're wrong and you got to be like, bro, like you, my guy, I've got love for you. Damn near do love you. You're like a brother and you're wrong on this aspect. And I'm not talking like they got a question on a test wrong. I'm talking like they morally doing some dirt shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think I always looked at it as kind of that shallower mindset of just like, hey, look out for your people. Like if they need help, like, you know, simple things. I never really thought about it on a deeper level of like either lifting, like really trying to lift them up or, you know, like check them if they're wrong, really let them know and explain why they're fucking up and why they can't do what they're doing kind of thing. I think Ezra really like hit it well. I think it's the idea of being someone's keeper truly is a very proactive thing. It's not just good times. It's also bad times. And it's not always like only when you're around each other. It's also like reaching out and like saying like, Hey, are you good? What can I do for you? Yeah. Just, just being like um, somebody that your friends can depend on. 
like I'm really big about keeping my friends accountable to um, how they like treat themselves also like not only oh yeah so that they're like a big part of I assume just being a girl is like having to be there a lot for your friends and like literally being their therapist a lot of the time and I'm really big on keeping my friends accountable to how they treat themselves and how they let others treat them um and that's actually lost me a couple friends because they didn't like that I was keeping them accountable and calling them out for their shit but those people have also like came back around and thanked me for that so I don't know it's it's tough but I I agree that it's also an accountability aspect as well I don't really touch on that part of accountability for the most part. I think we all know which level I excel at. I'm the check-in type anyway. So I, I'll check in and make sure the boys are good. But, like, outside of that, like, that's all I ever thought it was. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, you, how you living, blah, blah, blah. Because, oh, no, I'll call, I'll call my niggas. I don't give a fuck. And, like, we'll talk about it regularly. But, like, at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? This, after hearing that, I was like, there's definitely more than just making sure you're good because just because you're good or you tell me you're good that don't mean that you're like doing everything that's putting you in a position to succeed or to be where you want to be or where you told me you wanted to be and that don't mean that y'all niggas can't hold me accountable because i am on year seven of college so you niggas can tell me that like yo what, what is you doing why are you not in class when i know you got class right now and i do not feel any type of way about it i almost <laughs> appreciate it <laughs> so, i think we've had a conversation about how long you've been in college before yeah, it's not actually year seven, just, sure. by the way. It's only year six, so it's whatever. <laughs> That's like a super duper <laughs> ooper senior hey, I'm at that point. Vibing. Do you guys find it hard or like struggle to check in with people? Because I know I'm terrible at that. I'm not seeing you on a regular basis. I, I'm not like for the amount that I'm on my phone. You know, I'm that's my area of expertise, so I excel. Uh, for me, I'm I'm pretty good about checking in with people. I have like a schedule of like this is who you need to call this day. This is who you're texting, that kind of bullshit. And then the other thing now with me streaming is uh, a lot of friends will like stop in and say hello. And if I'm playing a game, I know someone's excited about, uh, and I don't see them stop in, I'll like drop a text and be like, "Hey, you good? Like I, I missed you today," and see what's going on in their life. Hmm. Um, or like my actual family, we have. We have like family Zoom meetings every few weeks to check in on everybody. That's good. Uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend having family Zoom meetings. It's the best. I'm very new to being very active with my family, but my brother um, and his wife have been like really pushing us to talk more to our siblings and to like actually have like deep conversations about things. Like uh, my brother's wife was recently talking to me about debt. And I didn't think that that was a conversation you could have. You know, I, I, there always seems to be like shame with that kind of bullshit. But she straight up asked me like, how are you doing with mm -hmm. your student loans? Um, what can I do to help you? And then she ended up getting me linked up with her sister um, who does like student loan debt recovery stuff mm. to help like lower my payments. Mm. And it was the best. It was the best. Yeah, I feel like that's the one thing I'm terrible at is one communicating with definitely my family, dude. I'm most like oh quick text if anything but <laughs> bro sometimes I, I i was talking to anna about this because we were trying to figure out like hey with our trip coming up to charlotte well at least i'm going to charlotte and then with like her ending first month of law school and trying to figure out like going home and stuff 
they were talking about like adopting a dog. I was like, if we adopt a dog, I will 100% use that gladly as an excuse not to have to fly home for the, for the holidays. 100%. And I was like, there's something definitely wrong with me, but I'm just not going to address that. I feel like at our age, a lot of people struggle with like their family connections. And like, I've been really struggling with my family because a lot of them have been showing their asses lately with this Trump bullshit and this COVID bullshit. So it's even harder. Um, but I, like when it comes to my siblings, at the very least, we try to really stay on top of each other. Cause like your siblings, I, they're, I think they're supposed to be your best friends. And they are truly supposed to be like your keepers. Oh God, I'm fucked then. <laughs> My brothers are doorknobs. <laughs> um, Wait, isn't one of them trying to be a firefighter? Well, the older the older one just got oh, wasn't he physical this friend? really cool deal. He's now like a um, manager of a farm, so he's like living his best life, taking care of this farm and hay and cows and all this bullshit. Um, and he's like the one that on the back of his truck, like his back window is a Confederate flag. Ew. He constantly wears oh, camo and that. smells like a tank of gasoline. Yeah. But somehow he's been married already, divorced, and engaged three other times. So that tells you about the culture in Kentucky. You can find him, dude. Um, the other one was going to be a cop, talked him out of it. Now he is um, part of the ROTC program at his college, and he's going to the National Guard. And then when he graduates, he's going to do the whole firefighter academy thing. That's kind of weird to go to college. And then yeah, I don't really understand to... it either. But he like only has like two semesters left. So he was like, "Fuck it, I might as well finish it and go about it." Uh, but he's the most unreliable human being on the face of the planet. Never answers the phone. Will never call you back. Can't depend on him for anything. So, yeah. And he's been she in a serious relationship for like two and a half years. I'm just like, literally, how? I, when it came to your communication, I'm the person who can't text back. And I'm very sorry to everybody. I, you got to snap me to get a reply. It's just how it is. You always but, text me back. Who? You. Because you're in a group chat with me. Unless you're in a group chat, you don't get a reply. That's typically how it works. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> but it irks me it thoroughly pisses me off when I call someone and gotta wait like two or three days for them to call me back and I'm like your fucking phone don't show you you got a missed call yeah. but then they're like damn but I texted you last week I, was like, <laughs> I guess we even I feel like a phone call is different like there's times you know sometimes you get a text and you look at it and you're like alright I'm doing something I'll respond to it later and then you forget that makes more sense but like that phone call notification is there and usually someone calls me about something it it has to be semi relevant enough to first I call my call mom. Me. So me I'm gonna call you back. Half later, van. And then <laughs> I was like, it was kind, I was like, it wasn't like pressing, but it was kind of like kind of pressing. And she was like, was it? And I was like, yeah. She was like, did you text me? I was like, no, because you don't really answer your text. And she was like, why didn't you call again? And I was like, mom, how many calls would it have taken for you to call me back? So it's like, I probably would have called if you had called two or three days in a row. And I was like, I'm not calling you three days in a row for one call back. He's <laughs> <laughs> on our worst oh, behavior now. Fan is, is a fucking gem, dude. I love it. God, what a great woman. 
Um, Ez, can you give us your weekly update or game right, up week, advice, and then we'll week, do some we missile questions? Damn, I'm just going to snap comfort. I'll check it later. This week. What was last week's advice? Oh, it was um, the easy, oh, how to get, how to get news. This week, I'm giving it because I'm low-key retired from the game. Yeah. It's whatever. It's whatever. This week's free game. Give them an intimate detail. I'm telling you. It's, it's going to take you from, oh, Eric's. I won't use Eric's name. We'll use a, Give me a generic guy name. Fucking, fucking. We'll use, Ke, no, I know Kevin. Kev. We'll use Tyler. Tyler. I don't know a single Tyler. Ethan. It'll take you from Tyler's cool to like, oh, my God, me and Tyler are doing well. We're just connecting and we're having good conversation. That's where you're going to go in two days if you give them an intimate detail. Just give them something like, uh, I, this can't work for everybody. This has worked for me. I know what you're going to say because <laughs> I know your intimate detail because you've told hey, me about it. Like it's so ridiculous. The third day of talking, and it goes from, oh my God, Ezra's cool, but like, I don't know. It just seemed like he's trying to fuck to, oh my God, Ezra cares because he was able to open up to me. And just like that, you're in. My intimate detail, you're going to have to find your own, fellas. I can't. I can give you the free advice, but I can't give you the exact details. My intimate detail, man, day two or three, I'm just like in the middle of conversation. I'll ask about her family, what her parents do. No, I know this detail. I care about her family. I'll ask about her siblings. You're fucking me. I know this. I care about her siblings. And then she'll ask about me. And I'll be like, yeah, but I'm adopted. Oh my God, they eat that shit up. <laughs> When you started this conversation and you're like intimate detail, and I'm like, man, what's the only intimate detail I know about Ezra? Oh shit, he's adopted. Damn. Bro, you used that on me. I know. You ate that shit up. No, it didn't. But did it work? It didn't work on me. It absolutely worked Ooh. on you. It worked on me. It worked on me it like did, a little bit. It did because you still remembered it. But only that it was memorable and it yeah, made see, for a yeah. really great conversation. I know. See, you give you give them a little, fellas. Yep. And then they think you're super invested. And it's I that can't easy. Stand you. Bro, you're. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember when you told me that a while ago. That's probably trash. Absolute trash. Nope. You know what? Here's the thing <laughs> is now that I'm on this side of the conversation, I'm pissed because I thought we genuinely had like a good, like natural, <laughs> like conversation and now i'm like oh shit he did that yeah but no we Not definitely because were, we were it was different for us we had like a natural genuine conversation i don't believe that for a second now <laughs> it's been ruined you ruined it no, no we were good <laughs> you used a bit on me no no that was before i was using it Ooh. bro my whole like our whole friendship has like has like a new perspective Damn. Why am I here? Damn. Damn. It's okay. Oh. You'll heal for this. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to come, gonna come out of this stronger. so much stronger. I, know, I doubt it, like, but okay. Tori was the original love of my life. Okay. I was going All right. around Mansfield letting people know I, that I, Tori I have was heard the love this before. I literally remember you telling us this. I know. Yep. And she, okay. She Here's the thing. If I've had times. people yep. like 
that I don't know super well be like, oh yeah, Ezra brought you up. He said you're the one that got away. Yeah. <laughs> she was truly the one. I was like, bro, why are you telling people this? This is maybe like not something you want to tell everybody. Everybody, everybody has to hear it. <laughs> and I don't get it. I don't I'm get not it. Even getting to All right. How you did me dirt. Because I don't want you to have to address that on a podcast. Oh, let's see some mystery right, questions. Let's do a couple mystery of mystery questions. They're only for me. Yeah, the, we we've already answered mm-hmm. most of this list of three hundred and sixty-five deep, thought-provoking mystery questions that I came up with. Got it. Whew, I did not come up with them, by the way. Um, one. Why do I always do that? Question one hundred and ninety-four. What three questions do you wish you knew the answers to? Damn. Three questions I wish I knew the answer to. Um, who killed JFK? Um, are aliens real? Okay. Will we ever attain world peace? Those are three very decent questions. Um, Thank you. Oh, no, there could have been better ones, been better but ones. Uh, I didn't have a lot of time to really think about it. We've got to make mystery questions. Number two, we, we already know. Did mystery questions of three questions because one of them I That's have to ask like every time. Well, I have a question though. Would you guys absolutely? Ask no. there's an the afterlife? question I would want to know the answer to is: Am I, am I going to heaven? I'd ask it straight like that. What if he said no? But then you would have to follow up with: Is there even heaven? And that's two questions. I don't drink. know because if he said no, I feel like I would start to just live a different way, and the way I live would be dangerous. <laughs> I think knowing for certain afterlife <laughs> or what kind of afterlife there is, like knowing that for certain would ruin how you live your day to day. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if it would ruin when, Especially when everybody's afterlife positioning or view is based in religion. Like knowing pretty much their whole life was a lie would really fuck some people up. I mean, like even more broadly, if you know for sure there's an mm. afterlife um, and that you have to be good to get a good place in it. Uh, the reason you're good is going to be out the window and then that doesn't count. Or if you learn that there isn't an afterlife and that you just cease to exist. Oh, I'm going crazy. Why? Exactly. Why would you ever be a good person? I'm taking everything. Oh, my bad. Um, okay. Question 196, which gets asked a lot. What is the biggest lie you want to believe to be true? And it cannot be any bullshit like Santa. Because <laughs> that has been said like twice the- now. Biggest lie you want to be true. No, you want to believe to be true. You want to believe to be true. Oh, that I want. No, you want to believe to be true. Um, I'm incredibly dense. I apologize. Um, damn. Soulmates exist. I used to believe soulmates exist, and now and now I don't. Why do you now not? Yeah, that's that's the best we've heard. Soulmates make everything seem so easy when it comes to relationships that there's someone out there who's perfect for you. That's bullshit. There's no one out there that's perfect for you. There is no perfect relationship. Even if you find someone who you're like, you seem perfect with, you have to work for it. There's not a person out there that's made specifically for you. Okay, but do you think that there's. But there's someone. Go ahead. I think there's like a percentage gauge. Like, this is like. 80% your soulmate and the highest you can get is 80? 
I, yeah, no, definitely you can be more compatible with someone than not. Absolutely, that's true. But there, there is no one out there that is perfect for you. There, no matter who you find, no matter how good it is, you're going to have to work on it and you're going to have to grow and you're going to have to change. Well, that one hit me right in the gut. Sorry, friend. Yeah. Oh, as a hopeless romantic, first I believe that oh, there no, is. I'm, but, you know, not everybody can I'm be like me. I'm such a romantic person. <laughs> I'm There's only one hopeless romantic on this line. Stop it. It's the one it's who me. has said repeatedly, <laughs> <laughs> she's the one that got away. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not hopeless romance, I don't know what it is. Uh, no, I'm such a romantic person. That doesn't. Yeah, I, yeah, I, it's not that I. You, you can be romantic, but you're not hopeless. Like you're me. not hopeless, though. No, I'm realistic. Yeah, not me. I'm hopeless. <laughs> I'm hoping for the best. I'm mm. hoping the. I'm hoping for love. Jesus Christ! Oh God! All right, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a minute? <laughs> um, Take your time. When you look into the past, what do you miss the most? Mm, when I look into the past, what do I miss the most? Damn, these are like deep these questions. Thought provoking 365 questions. Fuck, I thought you were going to ask me if like pigeons have feelings or some no. bullshit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I miss finding joy in little things. Like, you know, when you're a kid and mm. you go out with your parents to the grocery store and they finally say yes to a Wonder Ball and like the joy you experience from that tiny, tiny interaction or like when you're a kid and something magical happens and you feel like you're powerful because of it or like when you were in middle school and you read a book and you put yourself in as the main character and like you felt important. I miss that shit. I miss I miss feeling magical the way you do when you're young. So do you think there's no happiness like a child's happiness mm. or the happiness you experience as a kid? Because like ignorance is bliss and you had no worries or responsibilities in the world. All you had to do is be happy as a kid. Yeah, no, totally. I think kids experience joy and happiness on a different plane than we do. Because they don't they don't have to worry about bills. They don't have to worry about how food's getting on the table. They just get to know that, you know, mom got them French fries on the way home from school. And that's just enough for them. I think I think the only way we even get like a close um, similar feeling as an adult is 100%. when you're under the influence of something. Because like when you're like drunk or high and like someone brings you like a piece of pizza. You're like, hey, this yo, is the best thing that's ever happened to me. That's probably that's the closest you'll get shit. to it. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think, or even just at our age, when you finally get to see that friend you haven't seen in a long time and you go out for drinks uh, and you're sitting outside by a fire just laughing so hard that it hurts. That's oh, yeah, that's, that's good shit. And like, especially now in this COVID era, it's hard to think about. Like that that's not something that's super easily accessible right now. I'll never forget when we were in yeah. Philly for New Year's and me and Ezra were drunk as shit and we walked over to that Popeyes and I got some macaroni and cheese. The the happiness I felt in that moment has oh my god, it's like <laughs> top tier. Top that tier was one of the best New Year's <laughs> I can remember to date. Oh hundred percent, it was so good. 
So good. I had a very similar moment this weekend. I actually That's got so to go bad. camping with some friends in Maryland. We rented like a little cabin, got absolutely shit faced, and someone brought me crab rangoons, and it was supposed to be Ooh. like eight in an order, but they actually gave me twelve. So they like they really came Oof. in clutch, and I had twelve crab rangoons, and I was just absolutely blitzed. It was the best. Delicious. Delicious. Damn. So basically, just whenever you're drunk or high, any food that I you get, it. It <laughs> yes. Like the happiest moments I can recall are absolutely like when I'm drunk as fuck. But <laughs> food is great. And like and scorn bad bitches is also great, but there's Stop. no greater feeling than being drunk and the bartender bringing your tab and it being so much cheaper than you thought it was. <laughs> That's the best feeling. That's Paige's life. That's yeah, literally Paige's life. Dating a bartender when you find out all your drinks for the night were free. Oof. Top tier, man. I think my favorite like Mansfield bar story is I went back to visit like a year and a half ago. Damn, didn't come hang out, but it's fine. Um, okay, all right, uh, we'll we'll talk about it. Anyways, it, well, it wasn't racist, racist at that time. Bar. At that time, yeah. it was Chango's Cantina. Before it turned into whatever trash hole it is now, I will not be returning. Thank you. But anyways, the bartender I knew because he worked at the Dollar General I worked at in college. And he's like, hey, oh, my God, it's so nice to see you. And I was like, yeah, same. And I was already drunk. And he's like, can I buy you a drink? And I said, no, but you can order me some mozzarella sticks. And he did. He sent me a double order of mozzarella sticks. I was drunk. And they were free. And it was the best. I remember this. Oh, my God. You coming to Mansfield, going to the bar, not hanging out with me. Oh, wait, it happens all the time. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Tea. Yeah, that might be like something when um, that's gonna have to be in the clip because people need to hear the fact that you need to stop letting people buy you drinks and start straight up. The best thing I've ever learned as an adult is to just stop giving a fuck. So if someone's like, Can I buy you a drink? If I don't want to drink, I'll let you know. No, but you can order me a Philly cheesesteak. And I will be 10 times more impressed by that gesture than you buying me a crummy beer, anyways. Yeah, but here's my next question. Yeah. Which would be my next question. Um, if I come to buy you this drink, I'm a rando, not the former love of your life. I'm a rando. Um, <laughs> if I come to buy you a drink, like recently, and you're like, no, you can't, but buy me food. Are you going to say, no, you can't because my husband doesn't allow it, but buy me food? No, you can't buy me food so I can take it back home because I have a husband? At which point in this are you saying you got a husband? Because if I'm just buying food for fun, oh, I'm going to be upset. Listen here. Listen here. First of all, you aren't entitled (laughs) to shit just because you offered to buy me something. No, no, no. I'm not entitled to it, but I'd like to know beforehand how I'm spending my money. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Don't always assume that buying someone a drink is going to get you anywhere anyways. Do it because you're nice and she's cute and you know it's going to make her feel good. Here's the thing. So this has happened recently. Um, I have not like super recent recently, obviously because of uh, COVID, but I've been out and someone's been like, can I buy you X, Y, Z? And I say, yeah, um, I'll chat with you. I will chat with you while I eat those mozzarella sticks you sent to me. Um, and I will casually bring up in conversation that I'm in a relationship and then you can take it how you want to take it. Can I take my mozzarella sticks back? (laughs) Um, I, I, (laughs) that's never come up. 
Um, <sighs> but I mean, like, what's the difference between a single girl who's not interested accepting your drink and then just running away with her friends? Because at least I'll sit, at least I'll sit down and have a conversation with you and tell you you're cute or something. Because if the single girl isn't interested in you, she's probably going to tell you that she has a boyfriend anyway. Huh? The single girls I know who not interested are going to be like, no, nigga, you're not cute. Mm. Oh, aggressive. Okay. Um, Ezra, it sounds like you need to keep better company. I don't mind doing something nice for a little, a little baddie every once in a while. Yeah, that would be wild. It really depends on the mood. I'm I'm not gonna cap. If I'm just in a good mood and I'm vibing, I, I'm probably okay with it. I'll be like, you know what? Mm, Let's just have this conversation. You go about your day. I'm gonna go about my day. But if I'm like just in a, you know, I'm gonna probably be like, yeah, I'm gonna probably need those back. And you're gonna think I'm joking, but I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm not. Um, here's the thing is I wouldn't be mad at it, but you would be the butt of every joke that I ever tell for the next five years. I know you know what? I can take that. I was at a bar and this dude bought me mozzarella sticks, super handsome. I told him I had a husband, he asked for him back. I'm okay with that story. That's so funny. Like that's such a good <laughs> bit. That I'm not mad at the idea of you taking your mozzarella sticks back. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but it's okay because I'm sure I can just get someone else to buy me some more mozzarella sticks. Oh, you could. Sticks. But next time you're in Mansfield, let me know. I'll come down. I'll buy you mozzarella Ooh. sticks. And we'll bring them back to the house. All right. Reel it in there, big boy. Yeah, <laughs> All right, man. Let's wrap this up. Let's do some music and TV real quick and we'll get out of here. Paige, you know this is your cue. Oh, uh, thank you. Sorry, I was changing. Um, what? Tired? Not, not currently. Okay, um, I'm still watching Shit's Creek, but I Hell also yeah. watch um, Signs, this the movie for the first time last night, and I did not sleep last night. Um, so if you're into horror movies, ten out of ten would recommend. <laughs> um, as for music, um, there's a new song out called "Darkest Hour" by Andrea Russett that I've had on repeat here recently. Um, so I'd recommend that as well. Um, Music-wise, I'd say go peep that YG album. Did I say that last week or no? If mm-hmm. I said that, then go peep that Wiz Khalifa mm, album. You might dropped have. another one. And people forget that Wiz Khalifa used to be that guy. It's pretty solid. TV-wise, I'm trying to see that new movie, the little scary joint. I think it's called like Antebellum or whatever. I think that's it. I'm not 100% sure. But it's only on like Apple TV and Prime, and it's twenty dollars to rent it since they didn't send a theater. So I've been debating if I'm going to drop the twenty because mm. it's supposed to be a good horror, and I haven't seen a good horror in a while. So I'm thinking I'm going to drop the twenty to watch it, but I don't know yet. Bro, go to your public library that you can like, get it for I'm free. A what, do you mean? what do you mean? What do you mean you can get it for is free? It- is it only streaming or is it out on DVD? No, like it's only streaming because they skipped the like mo- like the movie theater release since the theaters are closed. Oh, I mean, they'll release it on DVD, and then as soon as it's available for physical copies, just go to your public library, dude. It's how I watched um, Parasite. Yeah, but I feel like this needs to be seen soon, because I keep seeing ads for it, and it keeps popping up, and it looks good. Wait, what is it? I think it's called Ant- You know what? While Tori does her music in TV, Albert, I'll get the name of it for sure. Oh, I have to share what I'm listening and watching? You do. Um, oh, shit. I just finished It's uh-huh. Creek. Um, I heard Paige mention that. Uh, sobbed uncontrollably. It was incredible. Uh, so now I'm kind of back to watching my same five animes. 
I've been watching a lot of My Hero Academia. I watched um, (laughs) uh, The Devil is a Part-Timer. Incredible stuff if you're into anime. Music, uh, I've been listening to a lot of David Bowie lately um, and a lot of Prince. I've been big into Prince right now. Um, And also Miley Cyrus has been releasing some incredible like glam rock 80s music. Midnight Sky. Oh my God. And she did a cover of Heart of Glass that's now available on Spotify. It is such a jam. Her voice was meant for rock and roll. Um, And then movie. (laughs) Uh, A Knight's Tale starring Heath Ledger. I just watched it the other day. Fuck yeah. It is so, the the soundtrack is incredible. The writing incredible. It's funny. It's romantic. It's adventurous. It's it's the perfect movie. Uh, and I will be watching it again this evening. All right. Oh, my bad. Here it is. Eric, did you go? Yeah. Oh, okay, my bad. It is, in fact, called Anthem. Uh, just go. I'll go out to 2020 you. American horror film written and directed by Gerard Bush. The film storms, yeah, all these people. And follows a modern-day African American woman who must escape from a 19th-century slave plantation. The shit looks good. It looks like it could be scary, and like I feel like I might just need to drop the twenty dollars and watch it at this rate. But I don't want to because you know I got Ethan and the niggas on the fucking on the same stream and shit. And when they see it, they're gonna watch it. So I want them to chip in first, but they refuse to chip in. Like I put past him, he's like, no. But tell me when you get it. I was like, no, nigga, I'm not going to tell you when you get it so then you know to watch it. Yeah, if they're not chipping in, miss me with that. Um, TV-wise, I've only been back on the How I Met Your Mother grind still, trying to get Anna to finish it. Um, but I did come across this YouTuber today, Julie Nolke, maybe? N-O-L-K-E. She has, like, short comedy skits. She actually had a pretty good, like, couple skits where she had a threesome with her, like, one of her anchor friends. And it's just like goes in the HR and a bunch of weird shit. Pretty fucking hilarious. Um, as did you know this Pop Smoke fucking album? The did deluxe edition is deluxe. 34 songs long. It's Hard the deluxe game. for shoot for the stars, aim for the moon. Um, yeah, so that's it. Um, Tor, do you want to drop any of your social, your Twitch stream? And yeah, then that yeah, well. put it in the sure. The, so uh, I stream four days a week, also. uh, Tuesday through Friday. Uh, Tuesday, Friday, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and uh, Wednesday, Thursday, 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, it is at Victreon, uh, V-I-C-T-R-E-E-O-N. Uh, that's also my Instagram handle and my Twitter handle. Um, I do post booty pics. Come check it out. <laughs> hey, well, thank you for coming on. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, we'll gladly have you on. You're a great guest. My, I mean... By far, probably the yeah. best. Uh, that means so much. Had. Thank you so much for having me. I have an absolute close. blast. You guys are great. Thank you. We'll set up our Among Us stream soon, too. Um, but hey, thank you guys for listening. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Facebook, Porch Talk No A. Uh, leave us your review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Spotify. Share this with a friend. We got a lot coming. Um, whenever the if there's a third debate, we'll have an election cast trivia on Fridays every other couple weeks. And that's been it. Thank you for listening as always. We appreciate you. Peace.
Yeah, we all gonna die. I was worried to be honest, but it's all going right. When I first laid eyes, I was awful and tight. And I might be off something, but I'm all in now. Yeah, I'm bored in the house, and I'm in the house, boy. Boy, bored in the house, and I'm in the house, boy. Boy, bored in the motherfucking house, boy. And I'm bored in the motherfucking house, boy. 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 Motherfucking house, boy. Bored in the motherfucking house, boy. Nine in the streets, niggas riding in the streets. Try the police, then we sob and repeat. I done seen this like a hundred million times. Seen a white light, get a black nigga shot.